We do not claim any rights to any audio clips taken from other media used in our podcast. These belong to the studios and creators that made the characters and stories portrayed in the clip, and we have only used these clips for entertainment and reference purposes. Beverly Hills 90210 is rated TV 14. We will not be using explicit language, but many topics discussed in this podcast may not be suitable for children under 14. there everyone this is Rebecca I'm the mom and I'm her daughter Hannibal. spoiler warning if you haven't actually watched the episode for this week yet we are going to be discussing important plot points so if you don't want spoilers go watch the episode now and then come back and listen to our podcast episode yeah Hannibal does not like spoilers I really don't (laughs) (laughs) here we are week seven of back to the peach pit and this episode is called The Perfect Mom. Mm-hmm. Now, Hannibal and I did not watch this episode together. But I called her right after I finished watching it. And we texted during every commercial break on Hulu. Because this one, warning guys, this one gets heavy. It gets really heavy. And we made sure to watch it at the same time so that we could have fresh conversations because we I knew she would need that. Yeah, this one, ooh, this is a lot. Maybe we should give a little extra, like, trigger warning here. We usually do our... I know we do yeah. our TV 14 warning. But, but this it, one's kind of got some trigger warnings. Yeah, it deals if, with alcoholism and it deals with drugs. drugs. If that is something that you're sensitive to, you might want to skip this episode. Yeah. We won't be hurt. We get it. Absolutely. And also, some of the parent-child interactions are a little bit heavy yeah and for some people who may have histories of abuse or neglect it may some of the scenes may hit a little bit close to home that may be too much for comfort so no need to listen to this episode if that is uncomfortable for you we get it we We get get it it. (laughs) we are fortunate that we have a very good mother-daughter relationship and i think that's going to play into some some interesting conversations yes throughout this day for sure so I don't have any announcements. We don't have any listener no, feedback this week. Not this week. So the Hulu description for this one. Mm-hmm. Season 1, Episode 7, Perfect Mom. Brenda is mesmerized by Kelly's hip and glamorous mother, Jackie, a former model. Kelly insists that her mother is not all that she appears to be. Mm. Decent description. Yeah. It skips a lot of the other story stuff that might be going on, but that is the majority of it. Yeah, that's the the focus. It really is. Yeah. There's some side things going on there, but I think that's definitely the main thing yeah. that they need to keep in that synopsis. So I'm doing something I don't normally do. Usually we have a lot of conversations before we have a clip, but the first clip I want to play, it happens only two minutes into the episode, so I've got to just play it because it's just... okay. So funny, <laughs> and it actually has a part one and a part two, so hold right. tight. Who would like to cover this oh so elegant mother daughter fashion show on Saturday? No editorializing from the editor, please. Sorry, no, it would be nice if we could have uh, somebody do a first person sort of thing. Why don't you do it, Andre? Obviously, we need a writer whose viewpoint is a little less slanted. Well, now, correct me if I'm wrong, Miss Rye, but aren't we supposed to be learning how to report here without bias? I'm not biased. I'm just not interested. I think it'd be good for you. May I uh, have a word with you in my office? Then they go to the hall, which is apparently her office. And when they come back (laughs) in, this is what he says to the teacher. I think I hit a nerve. Good. I don't know how well you could understand that, but when the teacher is looking at him like, what just happened? He's like, I think I hit a nerve. And she goes, good. I found that so funny. So let's first talk about when she wants to find somebody to cover this. And the look on Brandon's face the whole time, he's looking at her and he's just like, oh, you. I feel like they probably had some sort of like clipboard or list that they already kind of had a, like could glance at mm-hmm. what articles needed to be written and then Andrea just sort of talked to everyone about it because I also feel like he as soon as he heard that he just went I'm gonna see how if I can get her to do it yeah it was just very sneaky of him but so funny 
But it is true. I mean, that's the whole point of what they're learning in this newspaper class. Yes. Is how to do an unbiased report on something. Exactly. And when he calls her on that, the look on her face is just like, I'm going to kill you, Brandon. I do understand why she did have that fear of doing it because of her family situation. Right. She is out of district. And she's right. It is one thing for her to lie about it, about her going there, but to bring her mom into it and make make her her mom lie. Exactly. That's a lot. So I understand why she was uncomfortable with that, but I liked Brandon's solution. Yes. So, yeah, that was kind of interesting. It's like, well, how about you go with my mom and my sister? It's like, oh. Okay, now we get to see that the video camera is back. It's back. So before when we had seen the video camera and I'd said I wasn't sure if it came back, I kind of had a feeling like it did. But Mm -hmm. at the same time, I'm like, I don't want to just flat out say that and then be wrong because I don't like being wrong. Yeah. But I should have stuck with my gut. Yeah. Also, I love how David straight up uses the video camera as a reason to get to places or talk to people that he is not supposed to be talking to. Um, I do like how they have called it the video yearbook. So apparently that's a thing that I don't know if David started it, if it's an actual thing. I think it's just a David thing. We'll have to find out. I guess we'll see. As the show progresses, we'll probably figure that out. So he's watching Kelly through the camera. Yes. And we're seeing more and more each week that David is just like... Enamored. Oh, so enamored by Kelly. Yes. It's just funny. So the camera is watching Kelly as she's handing out clothes to the girls. But then Brenda walks up as all the other girls are leaving. And she tells Brenda, they're going to dazzle, but I want us to destroy. I thought that was really cute. Yeah. Seeing the the friendship developing between the two of them, mm-hmm. where Kelly's no longer looking at Brenda as someone I can take advantage of, or some, the new girl, the new girl, or just that weird Midwestern girl. Mm-hmm. She's looking at her as truly a friend and somebody yeah. she wants to partner with and things. So I thought that was pretty exactly. Neat. I mean, she didn't even do that with Donna. Nope. Who she's known for a lot longer. Yeah, no, not at all. Not at all. I find David is becoming less dorky and turning more into a stereotypical Beverly Hills guy in this episode. Did you find that? He still has his dorky moments, don't get me wrong. I I can see that. I think it's more like, I feel like if there's a scale of like, <laughs> of the different kinds of guys in this show. The dorky scale? Not even the dorky <laughs> scale, but the nice guy scale. On yeah. One end of the spectrum is Brandon Walsh. Slash Dylan McKay. And then on the other end of the spectrum is Steve Sanders. Slash Dylan McKay. Slash Dylan McKay. (laughs) Dylan is both ends. He is all of it. He is. (laughs) And then smack dab in the middle, I feel like, in this episode was David. Yeah. Because he has his moments where he's still just this dorky weirdo with a camera who's trying way too hard. But then other times it's like, dude, that's kind of sleazy and Steve-ish. Like, okay, the part that was coming to my mind that was making me think this is when Scott was like, what's she going to do if we, you know, she sees the camera in the dressing room? I think she'll get off on it. I'm like, oh, David, David. ew, why'd you have to say that? I'm glad I wasn't the only one pretty grossed out by that. Ugh, dude. It was such a Steve thing to say. It was. It's like, dude, stop shopping with Steve and go (laughs) hang out with Brandon. (laughs) Uh, then the scene leaves the school and we go to Kelly's house. It's yes. the first time seeing Kelly's mom. Like I think this is the first time we see Kelly's house. I think you might be right there. We've seen Steve's house and we've yep. seen some of the other one episode Beverly Hills Girls houses. Yeah. But this is our first time seeing Kelly's house. Yeah. And it's massive. It is massive. It's it's very mansiony. Yes. What did you think of Jackie and her friend Nina by the pool when we first saw them? For a split second, I was like, did the show suddenly change to a different show? Because these seem like they're in their own show. They seemed like, obviously, visually, they're adults, but they were acting like teenagers from a different show. Yeah. It was weird. It definitely sets their character of yes. who they are. They do live in their own little world. Yes. And it was, it was very clear to that. So then Brenda and Kelly walk up mm-hmm. while Jackie and Nina are sitting by the pool. I, I did like the initial interaction between Jackie and Brenda. Yeah. She really was 
doing everything she could. And, and they even mentioned this in here, that charm is not something that has to be worked at. I mean, she's, charm just comes easily because, for Jackie Taylor. Because for her, it's been a part of her career for so long. Mm-hmm. As a model, you have to be able to charm people to get jobs. Absolutely. So this first part of the story plot, it really does progress very quickly because so much of the story takes place in one time chunk. Yes. That night, Jackie's getting ready for her date. In a dress that no self-respecting woman should be wearing. No. And no offense to women over a certain age, but there is a certain age where you should not be wearing super, super short dresses. Unless you're a hooker. Unless she looks like a hooker. She does. She flat out looks like a prostitute. And the fact that, like, she's just getting ready and doing all of this and then doesn't seem to have any sort of plans for what am I doing to take care of my teenage daughter while I'm out of the house? And then she just goes, make sure to, you know, set the alarm and everything because I think I'm going to be at Dawn's tonight. Yeah. Talking to her like she's Nina. Yeah, she doesn't treat her daughter like a daughter. No. And that definitely comes up multiple times in this episode. And it was very clear to me that when Brenda was around, Kelly was still, you know, school Kelly Taylor, where she's bubbly and happy Mm -hmm. and just having fun. But then as soon as it was just her and her mom, she seemed like very different. Like she was having to take care of her mom, yes. not her mom take care of her. Yes. Which is so backwards. It's so wrong. Exactly. And when her mom leaves and then she dumps out the glass. Yeah. When she picks it up to smell it. Sniffs and it. And tastes it and realizes mom's drinking again. And dumps it out. Oh, broke my heart. Yeah. That's not something a teenager should have to do for no. their parent. No, definitely not. Mm-mm. No, most of the time a lot of parents, you have a drink now and then. It's no big deal. Correct. But as we learned throughout this episode, Jackie Taylor should not be having a drink ever. Mm-mm. Oof. All right, back to the Walsh house. And Brenda, okay, we see Cindy standing at the counter, baking, preparing dinner, cutting stuff up for dinner. And Brenda, the little snot, says, I'm going to have microwave popcorn for dinner. It's like, no, oh. girl, you are not. No. That was, there was definitely a few moments in here where I wanted to smack Brenda. Because she was just, it was very clear how blind she was being Mm -hmm. to her actual surroundings and what was actually happening around her. Because she just wanted to think a certain thing. She she wanted there to be a certain truth. She jumped way too fast into, I want the Beverly Hills lifestyle. And she didn't realize at this point what that meant to a lot of these people. And she was taking for granted what she had. Yeah. She learns. She yes, learns. she learns. Uh, the next scene we see is Jackie getting home the next morning. She's very disheveled. Um, She's treating Kelly like her secretary, canceling all of her meetings, and oof, it was just... The, like, raccoon eyes with the eyeshadow. Oh my so bad. the angry screaming at Kelly when she finds the empty bottle of alcohol and says, who dumped this out? Yeah, I've got that as a clip. Let's listen to that. Yeah. Kelly! Kelly, get out of here! Did you dump this? No. I demand an explanation. You said that you stopped. Don't you tell me what I should or should not be doing. I am a grown woman, and I will not have my 16-year-old daughter play cop in my own house. Mom, I think you should call your sponsor. Oh, well, thanks for the advice, little Miss A.A. I was just trying to help. Then please just do those three tiny favors for me so I can rest up and be my gracious, witty self for all of your friends at the luncheon tomorrow. Hmm. As soon as I saw this scene... I knew how the rest of this episode was going to play out. Yeah. Because the way Kelly just stands there, staring, frozen, just... That wasn't the first time she's been yelled at like that. You can tell. No. The fact that she didn't... She didn't flinch. She wasn't... She wasn't recoiling. She wasn't... It was just like, yep, I'm used to this. Here we go again. Resigned. Sad, Mm -hmm. but resigned. Yeah. And then... In that whole thing, Jackie's, I demand an explanation, and oh, Miss, little Miss A.A., and 
sassing her like she's a teenager who's found out that her mom discovered her bottle of alcohol under her bed. Yeah, it's really sad. And this is really, it explains that a few minutes ago when we're like, why did Kelly have that look on her face when she dumped out the alcoholic drink? Oh, this is why. You should call your sponsor. When she said that, I was like, ooh. Ooh, this story just changed. (laughs) Yikes. We go back to the Walsh house, and Brenda's wearing those jeans that are ripped just under her butt cheeks. Yeah, which, girl. And I understand why her mom was like, do you have something nicer to wear? And the top, super cute. Oh, yeah, super cute. The jeans, everything except for the tears right underneath of her cheek, her behind cheek. I'm like, you can see the curvature of your butt. Too much. Way too much because that tear. Yeah. If it was like, and also, who wants a rip on the back of their pants? (laughs) Not me. Like, nowadays, and maybe that's just a nowadays thing, but rips are always down the front. Yeah. I don't know. It was weird. It was real weird. But Brenda was raving about Kelly's mom. And as a viewer, it put a really bad taste in my mouth to, to, see Brenda say, you know, acting like this and hear her saying when these things. We just saw what Jackie's really like. And I had to keep reminding myself, Brenda doesn't know yet. Brenda doesn't know yet. Yeah. And so she's only seen this fun, cool mom. But she hasn't seen then, what she can be. Even then, she shouldn't be treating her own mother that way just because yeah. someone else's mother is supposedly cooler. Not even just because you don't know what happens behind closed doors, but because... Again, that whole, she's not, ta- she's not appreciating the things she does have. No, she's not. No. She's not. And it sucks, but also I don't think Cindy at this point is handling it very well either. No. Um, and it's like the more Cindy sees Brenda just longing for this Beverly Hills fancy lifestyle and mom who's more of a friend than a mom, the more Cindy goes... I'm going to be more, you know, Midwestern Midwestern mom mom and turns into like complete opposite. Yeah. Instead of just growing with who, who she is in this new place. Exactly. I did. I do have to say in that scene, I was laughing so hard when, as Brenda's leaving after this, like, why are you trying to pick a fight with me? And like, Cindy's just genuinely confused. Like I haven't done, she, to her, she's like, I haven't really done anything in this moment to upset her. Other than I'm making you food. And then she just goes, take a muffin. And Brenda goes, no! (laughs) I was dying. Just take a muffin. No! Oh my goodness. I was like, why wouldn't you take a muffin? They look delicious. They did look like really good muffins. Right? Your mother just made you muffins. You take a freaking muffin. Whoever makes you muffins. Very true. Free muffin is a free muffin. Great. Now I want a muffin. (laughs) <laughs> I just baked cookies all day. I'm not going to go and bake bu- muffins tonight. <laughs> all right, so then the kids show up at school, and David is back with his camera watching Kelly again. And it's just cute how you can... It shows these little snippets of him following her around. Yeah. When they stepped into the newspaper room, mm-hmm. and we see Andrea brushing her hair, I thought that was really cute because she does, she never leaves her hair all the way down. No. It's always half up or all up. Yeah. But what she said, how did she phrase it? She said, I used to think girls who brushed their hair in the middle of class were something like... um, Vain or... Vain or... Unhygienic. Unhygienic. Um, But now I realize it's just a matter of necessity. (laughs) Yes. I thought that was great because, I mean, I've seen that. I don't wear my hair down very often. Mm Mm-mm. But I've seen that, like, with your sister. Yeah. She always had a brush in her backpack. She has long, yeah. freaking gorgeous hair. I mean... Always has. Oh, yeah. I mean, hey, on when I'm on my lunch break with work, whenever I go home on my break, I go home and I brush my hair and redo my ponytail because otherwise it's a hot mess by the time I get home at the end of the day. You mean it looks like my hair does now? <laughs> Gotcha. <laughs> no, that's not what I was saying. Oh, you're right. It looks better than this. I'm having a bad hair day, okay? It looks cute. What are you talking about? Okay, 
I did a, sl- a messy bun today, and there was one piece that just sticks out weird and won't do anything. It's part like, of a messy bun. Sometimes it's that super happens. messy. It's all good. Anyhow. <laughs> School is over for the day, and they're getting ready to leave. Kelly offers Brenda a ride, and Kelly says, can we hang out at your house today? Yeah. And Brenda just doesn't understand, because she's going on and on about how cool Kelly's mom is. And you can see the look on Kelly's face. She just doesn't want to go home. She wants to tell her, though. Yeah, she does. But how do you bring that kind of conversation up when someone's standing there raving about this person? I don't know. That's a difficult one. Yeah. I have, I definitely, later, once we get through all of this, I have some insights from a similar perspective of Brenda looking, with a friend like Kelly. Okay. From the past. I look forward to that. Yes. Maybe we'll do that during our fun facts time, because I suspect from what you were saying earlier, you don't really have fun facts for this one. Not really. Let's do that then. This show doesn't do a lot of fun facts. It makes me sad. We'll have to create some. We'll come up with some. Oh, yeah. (laughs) I thought it was really cute, though, when Kelly says to Brenda, think your mom will care if I stay for dinner? And then Brenda's like, she'll make you clean your plate. And to Brenda, she was saying that like a bad thing, like, oh, she'll make you clean your plate. And then when Kelly's like, good. It's like, that's what Kelly wants. wants to be mom. She wants somebody who's going to, a mom who's going to treat her like a mom should treat a daughter. Yeah, because she's clearly never had that before. Mm -hmm. I did want to backhand Kelly when she was critiquing everything about the meal. I think she wasn't intending to critique. I think she just, because she sees the Walshes just talk about everything and just discuss. True, true. And she was just, from her own perspective, where her whole life she's had expensive, she doesn't know any better that those kind of things that she was suggesting to add are expensive things. And not even just expensive things, but... but strange? Well, it's like, somebody just cooked you a meal, and so they're saying, you should use this instead next time. And why did you do that? It's like, oh, it was very critical. I think she was just... Critical. I think she wasn't intending to be critical. Probably not. I think she was just trying to have something that maybe she just connects with Cindy on. That maybe... Because clearly, Cindy does the cooking. The kids maybe sometimes help with, like, yeah, setting tables up. But I think Kelly was trying... I mean, clearly, she was trying to help in the kitchen. Yeah. Whereas Brenda was kind of just chilling there. I get I, the feeling Kelly likes to cook at her house. But she just doesn't know how. She doesn't really know how very she well. She doesn't know anything about cooking. Her mom doesn't cook at all. And, and so, so she was... It's almost like she was trying to be, like... She doesn't really know how intrigued. to connect yeah. on that kind of subject. She doesn't know what to talk about. But she was, it's almost like she was trying to create something that she could talk to Cindy about that yeah. maybe someone else couldn't. Very because true. Because kind of like two siblings have mm-hmm. different things that they talk with mom about. Yep. For sure. Yeah. All right. So a little clip here. Uh, mom, um, I wanted to ask you something and I wanted Brenda to be here because it kind of affects her too. Oh, what's that? Well, you see, Andrea's writing this first-person account for the paper about the mother-daughter fashion show tomorrow, but her mother has to work, right? Right, and so Brandon thought that maybe I could uh, join you and Brenda tomorrow, if you don't mind. <laughs> Wait a second. Um, what mother-daughter fashion show? I, I haven't... Well, you know, the charity him. thing. Didn't you tell him? Not yet. First I've heard of it. What about you, Kelly? Are you going with your mother? Well, my mom's kind of the chairperson of the event. I see. Brenda, why didn't you tell us? I guess I forgot. Look, it's okay. It, it wasn't a great idea for a story anyway. <laughs> oh, no, Andrea, I'd love to have you join us. In fact, I insist. Poor Cindy is so hurt. A mother-daughter thing that Brenda just forgot to invite her to. But I also, from probably Brenda's perspective, she probably thought as much as Cindy's been rejecting everything Beverly Hills, she would have probably said, we don't need to go to some fashion show. Yeah. Yeah, it's possible. I wouldn't have, in Brenda's mind, Mm -hmm. she probably thought Cindy was going to just reject the idea of going. 
and say, I don't think we should do that. Except for the fact that when the conversation then changes over, you see um, Cindy and Jim are washing the dishes and then Brenda comes in to apologize. And this is the point that our teaser clip Mm -hmm. last week for this episode happened, where Brenda tells her mom, you were more Beverly Hills in Minnesota Mm -hmm. than you are here. Back home, you would have been running this show. So that tells me that Brenda knows her mom likes to be involved and but I don't think that she was doing it because she thought her mom would say no I think she wasn't telling her because she didn't want her mom there because her mom's not cool like Kelly's mom yeah at this point I think that was where her mind was Mm -hmm. I could be wrong and you're welcome to disagree but I think that she just she was embarrassed by her mom I think because her mom was trying so hard to be anything but Beverly Hills. It is true. It is true. But Brenda was still making a choice. Like, she was going to go to this mother-daughter thing. She wasn't even going to invite her mother. She was going to go probably like what they did with Andrea. Yeah. But she was going to do that with Kelly's mom, which, good thing. Yeah. It was really really sad. Yes. That's how it ended up going on. Yeah. So Kelly gets home. And the deadbolt is locked. And it didn't seem like she was that surprised no. by it. Just kind of like that, uh, here we go again. Yeah. Yeah. And then she has to crawl in through the doggy door. Yeah. Like, and just like the dog is just like, ooh, look, it's Kelly. And also, Kelly has a dog. Uh, th- exactly. I was literally thinking the same thing. I'm like, Kelly has a dog? Huh. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. I don't know if that comes up ever again or if that's literally just for this episode, but that's interesting. Yeah, interesting. I mean, maybe it would make sense if her mom was often gone a lot and they had enough money. Maybe yeah. younger Kelly decided we should I get a dog because <laughs> I'm lonely. I could see that. I yeah. could see that. But she finds Jackie passed out in her bed. And at first she's worried that she's like... Passed out, passed out. Right. And then she shakes her too and realizes she's just really deep sleeping. Drunk. Like a drunk sleep off. Yeah. And so she's taking off her shoes. I would like to point out that Jackie's socks that <laughs> Kelly takes off are slouch socks like we talked about last week's episode. <laughs> yes, because everyone apparently wore slouch socks in the 90s. Yeah. There were no crew socks. No. No little ankle crew socks. Nope, nope, nope. That's so weird to me. Welcome to 1990. So weird. In the morning, again, Kelly can't get Jackie to wake up. Can't get her up. She can't get her awake. And she's worried. She calls Nina. And she's mad at Nina. How could you let her drink today? How could you just sit there and let her drink? Because Nina knows. Yeah. It's like, what kind of a friend would be like, oh, you're an AA, you're an alcoholic? Oh, you're heartbroken, though. Sure, let's get a drink. Because what I'm guessing is that when she went through AA, or Mm -hmm. I'm guessing she was forced to. I definitely saw things were about to spiral out of control, though, when Jackie does wake up, and the first thing she does... Coke. She snorts cocaine, because she needs a jump start. I'm like, hold up. Oh, that's what espresso is for, honey. Yeah. Go take a shot of espresso. If you need more go, than espresso... Go take a double. You like, have serious issues. Yeah. That's not good. And also, she just... It's so casual. Yeah. Just, like, people just wake up and take a drink of water. Yep. She didn't feel like she needed to wait till Kelly left the room. She's like, oh, yeah. Do, do, do. I'm like, what? Did, what just happened? What, what did we just see here? Yeah. And, of course, Kelly is appalled. Yes. She's not happy. No. And she's... Suddenly, you can see on her face that she knows this is not going to go well. Nope. And on that note... I think we should take a break before we hit the other half. Yeah, we need to take a drink of water ourselves. Yes. We're not doing anything bad. We're just drinking water. We're just drinking water. Okay, I take that back. Hannah's having a Dr. Pepper. (laughs) (laughs) Nothing more serious than that, but we do need a break. Yes. All right. Alrighty, we are back, ready for the second half of yes. today's podcast. It's it's getting pretty heavy from this point on. 
Yes. I'm glad we took a break when we did because I think we both needed that little mental refresher. <laughs> yes, for sure. Oof. To, to be fair, audience, <laughs> what we did on our break, the reason you haven't heard the dogs today is because I put Hamilton on in the living room. <laughs> My dogs are watching Hamilton. And Lafayette showed up and I had to jam. Right? So we had a little bit of a moment where we got to go jam out to some Hamilton music. And yes. We're feeling emotionally better prepared to face yes. the heaviness of the rest of this episode. Nothing like Alexander Hamilton to help you prepare to come back to a 90210 podcast. Right? Duh. <laughs> okay, so my life is Hamilton. So much so that my dogs watch Hamilton and are like, oh, good, this is on. We can relax now. Yep. Oof, I have issues. <laughs> Speaking of other people's issues. Yes. We start this half at the fashion show. All the moms and daughters are getting ready. I thought that was a really sweet view. Cool. They did a really good job, even though when we're watching the episodes and we see the kids in classrooms, I haven't specifically noticed a lot of diversity. Yeah. Other than the one very special episode. Yes. But the fashion show, they made sure to include some diversity. Yeah. So that was really cool to that see. That was really cool. That they're showing, this is a very wide variety of people at this school, mm -hmm. and these are the kids who decided to do the fashion show. Yeah. Cindy and Brenda look fantastic. Amazing. Cindy is, like, killing it. Totally. Yeah. Such a change in her attitude, too. From that moment, the clip from this week, though, was our teaser last week. From that point on, when when she gets that realization that I haven't been giving this place a fair shake and realizing that she was more Beverly Hills in Minneapolis than she has been here, she's a different person for the rest of the episode. Yeah. So that was pretty she's, cool to see. She's trying. She's making she an is. effort. And that dress is so flattering on her. Oh my goodness. Yes. So beautiful. I have to say, I love the dress that Brenda has, but I don't think that neckline is necessarily the most flattering for her body type. I would agree. Yeah. The, but, you know, she's 16. Yeah. 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 16 year olds don't always make the best choices. Yeah. It was an adult woman's dress that Brenda was wearing is what it, it felt like to me. Yeah. She was trying. She to, still looked great. She still looked great. Absolutely. She still looked great. Do you know who else looked great? Andrea. Andrea. She looked oh. incredible, and just that shy, like she's fidgeting and clearly does not think she looks Ooh. good. Until Brenda says, "You look was you look beautiful," or however she I don't remember how she complimented her, but yeah, but she compliments her. I think she told her she looked gorgeous. Yeah. And, and then, you can just see, she's like, ooh, her shoulders pull back a little bit, like... And she just can't oh. help but just start grinning, and she goes, thanks. Yeah. And then pulls out her notebook. <laughs> she pulls out a little notebook and writes a little note, I don't want to forget this. I didn't want to forget that moment. So cute. And then she, and then Brenda and Cindy don't make fun of her for that. No, they just Or even, like, like, laugh at her. her. That's cute. Just kind of like, aw. Yeah, I thought that was really neat. Yeah. Because so many times, these shows where you have the nerdy girl who dresses up for something... She takes off her glasses and, and suddenly she's suddenly she's gorgeous. Suddenly beautiful. I'm glad that she was everybody thought she was beautiful while she had her glasses on. She thought she needed to take them off, but then realized I'm going to kill myself, you know, meaning she's going to trip and fall and die because she can't see where she's going. Mm -hmm. I feel that. Yes. As a glasses wearer yeah. and a you know, someone who had glasses throughout my teenage years, seeing that trope in movies hurts so much because it's like why can't people be pretty with glasses on exactly so i was really thankful that they turned it around with her and she kept her glasses on yes at this point and was still being complimented and told she was gorgeous and cindy saying i they're very you i think you should leave them on i think she did take them off when she walked the but runway but then it was her choice yes it wasn't she felt like she had to to be pretty yes Okay, Jim and Brandon arriving. Just eyes wide, <laughs> looking everywhere like, there's so, so many, many women. women. So many pretty women. And of course, Brandon's sitting there just being normal teenage boy, but Jim is sitting there like, am I allowed to look? <laughs> and then at one point when they both are looking at the same person and they're talking about like, we should find our seats before someone realizes we're not supposed to be here. Yeah. And then they look at each other like, yeah, we should sit down. <laughs> yeah, when they realized they were checking out the same, we're like, we, we, we should go sit down. This we should is, go this, sit. This is weird. This, this isn't weird. why we're here. <laughs> oh, so funny. So funny. But then Jackie and Kelly arrive. 
But they arrive late. Jackie's really like late. hosting this thing. She's the chairperson of this. She should have been one of the first ones there. Yep. Nope. But she was too busy being passed out from drinking too much the night before. Mm-hmm. David has been waiting for a while to catch them in the hall and find them and interview them. And then he spots her. Oh, yeah. So he stops to talk to Kelly and Jackie excuses herself to the restroom. Yeah. What were your thoughts when Jackie is using her long pinky fingernail to snort in the bathroom? Coke nail. Her coke (laughs) nail and Cindy walks in. I think in that moment, it was probably really hard for Cindy because one, she's trying to give Beverly Hills a chance. She doesn't know. Who she didn't this woman know at is. that point. Yeah, she didn't know who she was at that. She point. She just knows some mother, mm-hmm. and is just casually doing drugs in the bathroom. She didn't even go to a stall to do it. She's just standing there openly in front of the mirror. It's like, dude, yes. and really? I feel like that was probably when Cindy went. Should I be giving this place a chance? <laughs> what is this? Yeah, that was. And pretty or crazy. even just the pure shock of like, oh my goodness, and. But Jackie doesn't really seem to care all that much. No. She just kind of was like, oh, crap, somebody saw me. Yeah. It's the same as if, like, you let out a burp and somebody hears you like, ah, crap, somebody heard me. Right. It was like that level of... She's... I don't even know if she hardly noticed. She noticed her. I saw that, like, little look of, like, ugh. Like, there was, like, oh. a slight little sigh, like, oops. Yeah. It should be way more than an oops. Way more than an oops. Yeah. Yeah. And when Brenda points out to Cindy who Jackie is, and Cindy's like, we shouldn't, she's covering. Cindy's very gracious. She does not tell Brenda right away. She doesn't want to ruin Brenda's image of this woman. But Brenda insists on introducing them. And of course, Jackie sees this lady Mm -hmm. who just caught her in the bathroom. Yep. And she does not want to talk to this woman. She just basically brushes Cindy off. But Brenda just takes it as, well, I guess she must be really busy. Yeah. But Cindy knows. Cindy knows. That, no, she's avoiding me. So when they start coming out and um, modeling their outfits and stuff. When Cindy and Brenda and Andrea walk out. Killing it. Killing it. Brandon's jaw dropped. Like, visibly, literally dropped. When Jim is like, is that the girl who was in our house studying a while ago? Is that the girl who was at our dinner table last night? At our dinner table last night? And then Brandon goes, I'm not so sure. (laughs) It was great. Just that look of like, holy cow, the person that I am friends with is really pretty. Yeah, he suddenly is realizing like, oh. I don't think necessarily I'm interested, but just kind of like, Wow. wow. Yep. Just, that was yep. so cute. And also, Jim seeing Cindy, and also Brenda was looking gorgeous, so the two guys are just like, like, what? Uh, what <laughs> What happened to the women that we knew? Yeah, I thought that was really cute. But Jackie is very quickly spiraling. Crumbling. So much oof. Yeah. When oof. she is going, you're hearing the audience and the backstage people muttering and talking i don't think she realized she just asked that again i don't think she heard herself and or that's kind of rude yes and i liked that they did that that as the audience we got to hear it almost like we got to hear the thoughts of the people who were there live watching Because people were probably whispering that kind of stuff yes but they magnified it because that's how kelly feels about it yes she can see all those whispers and she hears those thoughts magnified in her head. Yeah. So I do have another clip here. Okay. I thought I had a long one in the past. This, I think, ranks as our longest clip I so far. I think so. It's a minute 41. Ooh. We have a lot to talk about that's wrapped up in this one clip, and it'll just be so much better hearing them say it. Yes. What's going on? Brenda, I tried to tell you, but you wouldn't listen. When? It doesn't matter. You probably wouldn't have believed me anyway. You think my mom's so amazing. Can't you see? It's just an act. I'm sorry I didn't know. You must think I'm so stupid. No. I usually can't tell. She does a great job fighting it. 
she was supposed to have quit using over a year ago. But the past week has been pretty bad. And this. I can't go back to school on Monday. Yes, you can. No, I can't. Not after she made such a fool of herself up there. It's going to be all over the place. Kelly, people forget. But I don't. And I can't forgive her either. Brenda, my mother doesn't love me. Callie, that is not true. What do you know? You have no idea what it's like to live with an alcoholic. You probably think that everybody's family is just perfect like yours. My family is not perfect. Well, at least they're sober. And right now, that would be perfect enough for me. All right, so let's break Ugh. down this clip because there's a lot packed into that there's minute 41. There's a lot in there. So we start off with Brenda chasing Kelly out after Kelly sees her mom completely losing on stage, embarrassing her, being Embarrassing just herself. Embarrassing everybody, just being a horrible human being on stage, yelling at the people who are doing the lights because it's too bright in there, her eyes. and we couldn't even rehearse. Mm. Yelling at the models, the moms and daughters, like, Hello. because she didn't realize that they had already come out, and she reread their names again because she's unaware. Yeah, because she's so high right now that she has no idea what she's doing. And yeah. when Brenda chases Kelly out at this point, I think Brenda's starting to realize that there's much more going yeah, on here. Things are not what they seem to be so far to her. Yes. But also the fact that there are people who've been friends with Kelly for a lot longer than Brenda. No one else even nope. thought about checking on Kelly. Nope. Donna didn't go chasing Kelly off stage. Nope. And just... she ran right by Donna. Yep. So, and I get that they've been friends forever, but for some reason there's just that connection between Kelly and Brenda. And it's yeah. neat to see... She can be real with Brenda. Yes. Because Brenda's more real than any other kids around here. Yeah, because I think also this is the first time that they're truly real with each other. Mm -hmm. But she knows that she can be because yeah. she's seen the way her family acts. Absolutely. When Kelly says, my mom doesn't love me, I get choked up every time she my says that. My heart broke. And I'm like, you poor baby. To feel like your mom doesn't love you. To have to question that. Oh, just broke my heart. Oh, yeah. I never had friends who were struggling with these kind of issues at home, to my knowledge at least. But I did have a lot of friends who just didn't really get along with their parents too well. Yeah. And those were often the friends that for some period of time when, we, when I was younger, because... I had a good relationship with you, and you are a good mom influence. That you actually mother friends who <laughs> whose parents weren't really around much and stuff. I feel for Cindy so much in this. From this point on, I'm like, huh, been there, done that. Where you just have a pack of teenagers who all you're mothering all of them mm -hmm. because no one else is. Yeah. And I had friends like that. So I kind of... Now, I don't understand Brenda's perspective as far as the having no idea. Because, again, I communicate a lot with people. <laughs> yeah. So I always knew that kind of stuff. But that perspective of being the friend who everyone else wanted to be mothered by my mom. Yeah. It was definitely a strange existence, but... Not you know, a bad sweetie, one. Sweetie, thank you for sharing me. I know that sounds weird to say, but yeah. a lot of girls, they probably wouldn't even consider sharing their mom with other people. But it was nice to always feel like you trusted our mother-daughter relationship enough yeah. that you brought your friends in to our family. And we're like, I, I could tell as soon as you befriended somebody, it's just like you're almost serving them up on a platter. Like, like this Here, person mom, needs a mom. You need to mother this child. And thank you. It, it's, it's just nice to know that you trusted me with that. Absolutely. So. Because when you see those kinds of friends struggling and you're the kind of person who wants to help them, yeah. you when you have that kind of ability to help, you can't help but want to do that. Yeah. The line when she says, sober would be perfect enough for me. Hmm. Oh. That is so hard. I think that helped Brenda a lot, though. Because for Brenda, it made her realize that it didn't matter how her, she and her mom would be at odds. And, you know, they did have their differences. That's Or that that's her a fact, dad's frustrating at times. And her family's, no, it's not perfect. It's not perfect, but realizing how much 
closer to perfection in other people's eyes. Her life is. It was good mm-hmm. for her to see that. I think so. So the scene goes to the Walsh house. Yes. And Cindy is like the understanding mom to all. <laughs> and she's sitting around the table with Andrea and Kelly and Brenda. I loved the dynamics of Andrea being included in this little group. Yes. Because and I think she doesn't get that. No. She doesn't have friends at school. Outside of school. She may have people who she, she acquaints. She has acquaintances at school. She doesn't have friends. Because she she can't invite them home and mm-hmm. she never made enough friends with the kind of people she wanted to be friends with that she'd yeah. want to go to their house. When Andrea tells Kelly that she's the strongest person she's ever met after she sees what Kelly goes through on a daily basis. I was like, dang, girl. Andrea, that was just... She knew exactly what Kelly needed to she hear. She did. I was like, after all this, Andrea is being the strong friend. I was like, that was neat to see. Such a good bonding moment yeah. between them. And then the girls returning the returning that compliment was saying, yes. I never knew you were so pretty. Which sounds like it should be an underhanded compliment. But for someone like Andrea, who's used to, she does her best to hide. She tries to be invisible almost. Exactly. Yeah. But to have someone be able to be like, I see how pretty you are. That and was cool. almost that in a way like you should show that more often because Yeah. And not just in a way of like you're physically beautiful, but just you're pretty. Yes. I think that's different than saying you're gorgeous or you're beautiful. I think saying you're pretty It's neat. It's it's a very it's special. Sweet. Yeah. And then we have to have a little bit of comedy mixed in. The guys. The cha-cha coming non-stop from Jim's keyboard upstairs. Just, they have no idea. <laughs> it is stuck. It is a constant cha-cha going on. And they're so frustrated. Cindy's solution is the best, though. Problem solved. Just problem solved. Unplugs it and looks because at him like, she's Dumb. like, I'm in the middle of a serious conversation with a bunch of teenage girls. <laughs> and they're just sitting there like, oh, I can't get the cha-cha to stop. <laughs> And they're just sitting there, just being oblivious uh, guys. Because as soon as the problem happened at the event, they just probably went, "Huh, we that kind of sucks." They don't want to be involved in that. They no. don't want anything to do with that. We're <laughs> gonna go up and play on the keyboard. <laughs> <laughs> oh, just so funny. Oh my gosh. So after our little moment of lightness to the episode, yes, Jackie shows up at the Walsh house and she wants to talk to Kelly. Mm-hmm. And they try. Kelly tries to say, <sighs> "Yeah, don't tell her I'm here." But I think Cindy also knows that there's the right ramifications. Thing to do. Yeah, there's yeah. ramifications. Kelly, for the first time, has the strength to confront her mother. And I think maybe part of that was due to the fact that Andrea told her how strong she was. I, yeah, it was definitely, it was that in combination with the strength that she's been pulling from and learning from the Walshes. Exactly. And so when you factor in all that together, she finally has the strength to say this. Mom, you need help. You don't even know what okay is anymore. Don't you realize what your drinking and cocaine does to me? I am in high school, Mom. I need somebody to take care of me, to listen to my problems. I'm there for you, Kel. I'm your best friend in the whole world. I don't need a best friend. I need a mother. And I don't care if you're fat. I don't care if you're old. I don't care if you're beautiful. I love you no matter what. So maybe you should just stop worrying about what you look like and start figuring out who you are. I can't be everything to everybody. You don't have to be. But when you are drinking, Mom, you are nothing to nobody. When you're drinking, you're nothing to nobody. That was powerful. So powerful. Because you can tell Jackie was still caught up in that model mindset uh-huh. where she where she felt she had to be everything to everybody. Yeah. But without realizing it, her vices were making it so that she couldn't be anything. Yeah. She was just she was trapped. Nothing. And for Kelly to have the strength, to have the power, and to realize that she deserves to say something to her mom. Exactly. That was really, really brilliant yes. of how they worded that. And I loved the way she told her former model mother that she's like, I don't care yeah. about all these Typical material things. things. Yeah, These no. material things that you think I care about. Nope. I just want you to be my mother. Yeah. I loved that. And as soon as the door shuts and Jackie leaves, tells her, you can stay and have dinner here, but you will come home. Jackie's mm. still just pissed. Mm-hmm. And Kelly's just standing there feeling so small. Overwhelmed. And all I could think the whole time, I'm like, 
Cindy, go hug that girl. And then she does. And then she does. And she just oh. steps in and asks, how'd it go? And then just it's her okay. honesty, it's not okay. so well. And then immediately, she, I mean, Cindy barely stepped towards her and Kelly was already turning into mm-hmm. a hug. That was so sweet. Yeah. And it was also really good for Brenda to see what a great mom she has. Yeah. For her to see her mom just pulling this friend of hers in. Who is normally this very spunky, strong person. To watch her just break down in her mom's arms like that. I think that was important for Brenda to see. Yeah. I'm not sure how much longer Kelly stayed at the Walsh house, but I'm guessing it was a little bit longer. She didn't go home right away. No. Because by the time she does get home... Her mom is packing. Mm -hmm. She tells her she's going to go to Timber Hills in the morning. That's the rehab center that she went to before. But earlier in the episode, you today you were saying that you thought previously she Mm -hmm. went to Timber Hills because she was forced. This time she's going because she wants to. Because earlier, Kelly mentioned something about getting alimony from somebody and or not getting it if she starts using again. Yep. Which means that exactly that she was probably forced Uh to go to rehab and so now the fact that she's wanting to go and get better is so important so important so good she apologizes to her daughter yes she tells her she loves her things that kelly needs to hear and you can tell how happy kelly is to hear this and when jackie says this to Kelly, oh, my, my mom heart just swelled. I, I felt like um, the Grinch. Yeah. My heart grew. Yeah. Someday, I hope you can be as proud to have me as a mother as I am to have you as a daughter. Yeah. Oh. It's so sweet. That was so precious. Yeah. I loved that moment when you could tell the words that Kelly very carefully used to say to her mom. She was not lashing out at her mom earlier. Mm -mm. She thought about those words and she crafted her words very carefully. This is a speech that she's probably practiced in the mirror many times. Yeah. But that time at the Walsh's house was just the first time she was able Mm -hmm. to actually say it. Do you think if they were anywhere else other than physically at the Walsh's house, she would have had that strength? Absolutely not. I agree. Because to her, I think she always had that subconscious fear because yeah. a lot of people who turn to alcohol and drugs, especially in this in the same situation that Kelly's in, a yeah. lot of times when they start abusing it like that, other forms of abuse start coming in. Yep. And I think Kelly was always probably it probably I don't think it ever happened but verbal was, abuse big time I verbal don't know, abuse I don't for think sure there's physical abuse but I think she was always afraid it was going to I could see that and so when Honestly, it's just though, her and her mom a lot of times emotional and verbal abuse is worse and actually harder to recover from than physical I mean they're both extremely difficult they both are they're, but they're both dam- so damaging so damaging they're oh all equally goodness. they're horrible so damaging so horrible but so the fact that she was at the Walsh's, I think meant that if things had gone sour in that conversation, she knew that she could have called somebody and put her mom into rehab and just mm-hmm. stayed at the Walsh's. She had a protection. She had mm-hmm. a protective a shield. shield. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> she had a protective shield mm-hmm. around her called the Walsh's and their home. Yes. The next morning starts off with kind of a bouncing back and forth. We see Kelly on the phone. And then we see at the Walsh house, Cindy is on the other end of the line talking to Kelly. Kelly wasn't calling Brenda. She was calling Cindy to thank her and have a genuine conversation telling her that her mom's going to go into rehab and get better. That was really sweet. So sweet. Even more sweet Mm -hmm. than just I cried when Brenda came up and gave Cindy a hug. She initiated a mother-daughter hug. Something that I think hasn't happened in a very long time. Probably not. And then Brenda tells her that she loves her. You're tearing up right now. I am. (laughs) I love this episode. It's so sweet. It's It's so so healing in this relationship. Yes. It's such an important step for them to take because I'm sure harder things are going to come up in the future that I think it's going to be important that she and Cindy are, have healed more after this incident. Absolutely. So only a couple more key things I think that happen in this episode that are worth mentioning. Yep. Brandon gives Jim headphones for his keyboard so that no one else, 
Yes, this is from all of us. So no one has to hear him anymore. Yes. And he can sit there on his keyboard and play his music. Yes. And which, no one has to hear the cha-cha. Which, why does Jim have a keyboard? He's bored. Just because? Why not? Okay, it's... do you remember on Friends when Ross talks oh, about how he his... would work on his music? His sound. His sounds. He would work on his sound. Not Yeah. Oh my gosh. That was the same era. The keyboard was like a big deal. So weird. But yeah. <laughs> but just, this is from all of us, Dad. And then he just goes, okay. <laughs> just <laughs> keeps on going. Doesn't even care. The other point I wanted to mention was sweet David Silver. Oh. This is the David Silver that I just adore. Yeah. When he brings that tape to Kelly, because he doesn't think that she's going to want people to see her mom and have that uh-uh. in the video yearbook. No. And so he brings also, it to he her. doesn't want her to wonder, because mm-hmm. she knew that obviously that he had yep. that camera there. He didn't want her to wonder about what happened to that tape. I thought that was so sweet. I'm like, oh. Yeah. And, and then, then she, when she kisses him on the cheek. And he just, his That kid's heart jumped. Oh, that was just so precious. And then he just, she starts walking out to go out and drive with her mom. <laughs> the adorable and he puppy just, just, he just like, follows her. I will follow. <laughs> like, it was such a puppy moment. So cute. So cute. That wraps up this episode. Yeah. I think they did a really beautiful job of a very difficult topic and mm-hmm. bringing about to a good solution. And what do you really, think? really, I think they did also a really good job. This was an episode entirely centered on a character that was not the Walshes. Yeah. So, sure. But we've had other episodes where there's been like one-off characters that are prominently featured, but this is the first time that we've had a main cast character that was not Brandon or Brenda that had a main storyline. Yeah, for sure. And I think it's really important that we've reached that point because it really establishes the fact that this isn't just the show about the Walshes. Yeah. This is about all of these kids. Absolutely. The other thing I thought was really interesting about this episode, most of these episodes seem to have two to three main story plot lines. The A story, the B story, and sometimes the C story. This one only had an A story. What would you consider? Maybe Andrea... But it was sort of, it was all the same. It was all the same. Yeah. So it was such a a heavier episode. I think that's what made it feel so, it had so much more feels to it. Yeah, because there was no bouncing back to what Brandon's doing and then back to what Brenda's up to. No, it was all just this fashion show. Yeah. Everyone there. Are we ready to get on to ratings? Yeah. All right. Absolutely. IMDb ratings, lowest of the season, 5.9. Highest of the season, 7.4. This episode on IMDb, out of 218 votes, 7.1. This is a high one for This is the highest one that we've had so far on IMDb. Yeah. Understandable. It was a really good episode. Yeah. And it was really heavy. It had a lot of very sensitive topics. Yeah. But they handled it beautifully, I believe. Absolutely. What would you give this episode, Hannibal? Um, well... I'll give it a solid 8.75 peaches. Okay, okay, cool. Yeah, because I gave last week's a 9 because yep. I, I really did love last week's episode. But this one, I don't know. It's still, those hard-hitting topics are a mm-hmm. little bit, they're a little bit hard to choke down sometimes. They are. But I did really appreciate the fact that they're not afraid to jump into those serious topics. Yeah. I love it. I agree. I agree. I actually, though, I'm going to go all the way down to an 8.5. Oh, I'm not- okay quite same as last week I felt was an Mm 8.5 for a lot of the same reasons I feel this week is too yeah it's a it's a great episode it has a lot that they cover and I think they cover it very well but I still I still know what's coming and I still can't bring myself to go higher than 8.5 fair enough hey Hannibal do you have any fun facts this week or at least any stats of the episode? Just the normal stats of the okay. episode. So the air date for this one was November 22nd, 1990. So we're getting closer to that end of the calendar year. Yeah. Where I think in the next couple of episodes we'll probably be getting into 1991. Ooh. Which, exciting. Um, and the writer for this episode was the creator, Darren Starr. Nice. Which, honestly, as I was watching the episode, because I don't look that up until after I've finished watching the episode. Yeah. Because I don't want to go into it knowing that kind of stuff. It, Understandable. It can affect the way I watch the episode. But as I was watching it, I was like, this one's probably written by Darren Starr. 
because whenever it's those times where it's the main characters that he established, yeah. you can tell that he wants to make sure that at least this first time where they have an, a very important episode, <laughs> he wants to make sure that it's done right. Yep. And I appreciate that. It's a very good way for a writer and a creator of a show to be involved in his own story. Agreed. Yeah. There was no Dylan this episode. There was no Dylan. He is credited because he's in the theme song, but uh, he wasn't actually in the episode. Nope, nope, he wasn't. Yep. But I think that was good. I think it would have been... Same with Steve. You're right, yeah. I think if either one of those two had been in this episode... It'd be weird. It would be pushing it. It felt like it was forced. Yeah. So I'm glad that they didn't. Yeah, because they just didn't really... Not to say they don't have a place in the show, but they didn't really have a place in this storyline. Yeah, the storyline didn't involve them at all. Not really. I I like that they stick with that. They don't just have everybody there for the sake of having everybody there. Yes. I have an idea for you, Hannibal. Okay. Since fun facts, we had a few the first week or two, and then now we kind of... Don't really have any? Yeah. What if we use this time to talk about the fashion of the episode? Ooh, I like that idea. One thing I wanted to point out. Okay. So Brenda's shirt towards the end where she's wearing that black and white shirt with like little black bicycle shorts. Yeah, yeah. I thought that was so cute. That's such a cute outfit. I could see you wearing that today. Honestly, a lot of the fashion in this show looks like some stuff that I would yeah. wear on a regular basis if I could afford it. <laughs> you know, I noticed on this episode, and, and maybe just because I'm starting to pay more attention to that, hmm. the main cast, the clothes they're wearing is just very, what I would consider here in 2020 is normal clothes. But if you really start watching the background characters, yeah, it's much more crazy. Less normal looking. Start paying attention to those background characters. You're going to see more of the, like, MC Hammer pants. Okay. Like, the full-on, straight-up MC Hammer pants. Okay. You're going to see more of the shoulder pads still coming over, carrying over from the 80s. Really? Yeah. Hmm. Pay attention to that. Yeah, I'll have to start watching for that. Because I think it might just be because it's this first season and there's just not a lot of trivia to be found. Yeah, so let's stick with, instead of fun facts, Yes. fun clothes or something. Cool Don't clothes. Yeah, if I ever find a fun fact, though, I will make sure to jump in. Absolutely, I know you will. I have no fear of just jumping in and being like, I have a fun fact. <laughs> so for <laughs> next week, it is another episode that's a very, in a different sort of way, kind of a hard-to-stomach episode. Okay. But luckily, there are multiple storylines. So I might find us talking more about the B and C storylines and less about the A one, because the A one, I just don't like. Okay. But the B and C storylines next week, I love. Cool. The clip I have for next week is actually from, I don't know if it would be considered the B or the C storyline, but it's from one of those. It just makes me so happy. Okay. Yo, West Beverly, my name is Dave, and I'm going to give you all the songs that you crave. And all the babes are going to be my slave. And all from a guy who don't even shave words. Oh, Oh, goodness. That's going to be fun. I cannot wait to talk about that. And we will do so next week when we are here. Back Back to to the the Peach peach pit. Pit. Be sure to subscribe to our podcast. And if you listen to us on Apple Podcasts, please rate and review us. Your reviews help us out a lot. You can find all of our contact info and social media info at our blog site, backtothepeachpit.weebly.com. We look forward to hearing your thoughts on this week's episode. Thanks to pixabay.com for their royalty-free music where we found our theme song by the Caffeine Creek Band. <laughs>